Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. This is a podcast which showcases all the good things happening in and around our community. My name is Jeff Meyerfor. Over here to my right, this is uh, my co-host Paul Reeser, a local businessman, member of the Committee of One Hundred, and a past friar of fry, friar of friar of potatoes, fridge fryer, <laughs> whatever you did there at. Uh, Sonic, right? That's right. Sonic. We All right, own a hundred of those things. In every podcast, we focus on the topics and initiatives having a positive impact on our community. We have new episodes available every other Wednesday, and you can find Good to Know wherever you listen to your podcast. So, as usual, the honors to introduce today's spectacular guests belong to Mr. Reeser. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Man, you didn't know my family made our money in oil, huh? Huh? <laughs> you didn't know we made all our money in oil. The, the oil that you fried. French fry oil, yeah. <laughs> worked out. Right. Well, thanks for the introduction. You and thanks bet. for the honor of introducing our guest today. You because, bet. as usual, it's a good one. I, I have no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting to me because today the topic that you and I necessarily aren't totally familiar with, you know, shreveport Bozier, not the biggest metropolitan area in the country. So it's surprising to a lot of people that we have our own opera house. Well, I think that's a good thing. It's a, it's, it is. It's remarkable. Yeah. And it's been around. It's one of the oldest. It's been around since 1949. And some of the greatest uh, uh, stars, opera stars, nationally and internationally come right through Shreveport. Seriously, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I th we're going to learn a lot today, Jeff. So I'm excited to I, meet well, our, the I pros that are here today from yeah. the opera house. It is uh, Steve Aiken, the general and artistic director, and Jennifer McMiniman. The executive director. Thank you all for coming today. Happy to be here. Absolutely. A lot of enlightening Jeff and I need. <laughs> uh oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, I, I, I know nothing about opera. Well, I like listening to it sometimes. It, it, at least okay. he didn't introduce us as the Opera Company. So, you know, we're happy <laughs> That's about that. That's a whole that. different thing. <laughs> the right. Opry. Yeah, or the Opry. Yeah, it's the yeah. grand old Opry. Yeah. In so, is that not what so it is? So, you guys it, just start with telling us all about the uh, Shreveport Opera House and why it's a big deal. Well, the opera company, and I want to make sure that that's clear, the, opera, the okay. opera house is uh, something different that we really don't have an opera house, but oh, we okay. have an opera company that's been right. here for 75 years. So you were learning things already. Yeah, yeah. 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 scratch that out. Uh, we have been here for 75 years. It wow. is, um, it's we're, we're one of the oldest opera companies in the country. Yes, yes, nice. uh, we are, and, and also the fact that um, I think one of the big kickers that helped the, the company uh, get started was it was a combination of the opera and the symphony. And uh, so many people don't even know that we are separate organizations, mm -hmm. the Shreveport Symphony Orchestra right. and the Shreveport Opera. We both are celebrating 75 years, but we're both separate organizations. Mm -hmm. So we're the biggest employer of the symphony because <laughs> we that. hire them That's to right. play at our operas. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the reasons I think that it's stuck here is that the Metropolitan Opera used to come through Shreveport, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the the major uh, world-renowned singers would all perform here. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the New York Metropolitan. Yes, Opera. and and so in the day that they were touring, uh, everyone in the arts here remembers Delton Harrison, and Delton uh, would have all of these famous singers come here and come to his house and. Uh, you know, he'd make friends with all of them. In mm. fact, within the last 15 years, there's a really world-famous baritone named Cheryl Milnes. He sang at the Met for about 35 years, happens to be a friend, and when he, 
he uh, found out I was here, the first thing he said was, hey, how is, uh, how is Delton Harrison doing? Please tell him <laughs> hi. And I thought, wow. That's Everybody knows old Delton. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. No, it's yeah. interesting to me because you're, uh, Steve, you're the artistic one. You're a singer, yes. you're an opera singer yourself from New York City. Used, used to be. Yeah. Nice. Used to be. And Jennifer, you're the business side. You're the fundraising side and planning the business. So it'd be interesting to get both sides of your ideas on why it's been so successful here and also that you bring in people from all over the country yeah. that like live here for a year. The, mm -hmm. the, the kind of the main cast member is some, someone that's a up and coming talent. Mm -hmm. is that, how does that work? Yeah, that's a great thing I think that we do and is what has made our program so popular among young artists. That's the, you know, the program that you're talking about is Shreveport Opera Express or the SOX program. I see SOX all over, I wonder yes. what that was. Yeah. The SOX program, right. SOX. Well, yeah. tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah, well it's a program for kind of young, young and when I say young, I mean mid-20s to early 30s, but that's young for, that's young for an opera me. singer. Yeah. yeah, absolutely young when you're starting <clears throat> out um, trying to be an opera singer. And Steve does all the, the auditions and he can certainly enlighten you as to that process, which is fascinating in itself. But they come here and they spend a school year here. They sing for school children. They sing at nursing homes. They sing at private parties and events. We do um, dinner parties, things like that, fundraisers. But the, um, you know, we sing close to 200 times a year wow. to wow. 25,000 students. So that's amazing. But if you're trying to become a opera singer, a famous opera singer, you, you kind of get tired of dressing up like a, a lion or an <laughs> elephant and yeah. singing to third graders. So one of the mm. real hallmarks of our program to attract some of this great talent is that Steve decided what, maybe 10 years ago, that yeah. if he offered these resident artists starring roles in our productions, what we call, you know, principals in our main stage, mm -hmm. that he would be able to really attract some high level talent, and he has been. So these young artists come here and they are not just expected to bolster the chorus or sing a supporting role, but they're giving, uh, given opportunities to sing Carmen in Carmen. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just Even think I've that that's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Try, <laughs> right. I tried to drop one in that you might yeah. recognize. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good those, job. And those <laughs> things, I have to say, those things in the biz, when I was a singer, um, I was an apprentice in, in Miami. The very first year that they had an apprentice program in 1984, and most of the residents uh, bolstered the chorus, and that was their job, to, mm -hmm. to bolster the chorus. and. Now that I'm in the position of using these resident artists in a positive way with our community and the company, it just makes more sense mm -hmm. uh, to give them real opportunities on stage because you don't learn your craft. Right. Just like in every other business. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's like an athlete, right? That's right. Yeah. You, you learn your craft by doing your craft. Mm -hmm. and, and that means not in a studio or not in a in a classroom, but up on stage. And that's how you hone your skills. The more reps you get, the yep. better, like that's in football. That's right? exactly <laughs> it, that's exactly it. And that's the artistic answer for sure. The business answer to that is, is it allows us to save some money on our productions sure. by utilizing the talent that we already have in-house instead of right. having to basically contract out that job. So right. um, that's amounted to significant savings to the opera company over the years since that's been in place. It's a win-win yeah. for mm -hmm. everybody. The, the residents that come in really uh, get an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, I do everything I can to have them not bolster our chorus and, and mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a good idea. It's, it yeah. really works. Yeah. It really yeah. works. And 
our other goal is to really move them forward out of Shreveport yes. into mm -hmm. a bigger mm -hmm. company. I yeah. mean, we're really proud of the luck that we've had over the years to have our residents go from here to Santa Fe or San Francisco or Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, our, we had a pianist go right from here to uh, the Metropolitan Opera where he became nice. one of their pianists. Yeah. Wow. We have singers that now sing at the Metropolitan mm -hmm. Opera, and they mm -hmm. may be small roles, but yeah. it's it's really... That's got to be a source of pride for y'all. Absolutely. It and is. in fact, uh, we were telling Paul earlier that one of our residents, or I, I can't remember if I told you, or, uh, but a resident that we had two years ago, and we had her here for two years, she mm -hmm. did two, two seasons with us, she went on to win last year the big Metropolitan Opera competition, uh, won first prize in that wow, in New York City. Wow, what's her City. name? Uh, yeah. Sarah City. Saturnino is her Sarah name. And she's with Los Angeles Opera right now. Nice. So, you know, that makes so, us... So to make sure I understand this, uh, forgive me. No. Uh, bring it back to <laughs> the... No, no, I, I, I will not forgive <laughs> you. Go ahead. I don't wish to be offensive. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm kind of equating this to kind of the mud bugs. And that we bring in really young, great talent. Fair analogy. Uh, and they're looking to move, go on to major mm -hmm. colleges and go on to the pros. So the people we see now are actually really up and comers. Yes. So, and they come in as residents. We recruit yes. them from all over mm -hmm. the country. So when you say residents, you mean you're bringing in someone from, I understand the one that's here now is from, from uh, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. We right. have we have four yeah. four so you bring in these and you call them residents but they're from out of state yes, yes. you're bringing them and they live here for a year right. to mm -hmm. perform right. so can you explain that how that works yes um, so the whole process is uh, for instance in December I went to New York uh, and auditioned singers uh, we line up the process of of having them apply well in advance. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. had about 300 singers apply. Wow. I only have enough time to hear about 200 of them. So 100 of them, I, I, I listened to every one of the 300 singers first on, mm -hmm. on A tape. tape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we narrow that down to 200 where I assign them times in New York. We get a space where we can hear them and we hear them every 10 minutes for four or five days. Well, you're kind of competing though with other opera houses, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, uh, when we were there, uh, a company that we're very friendly with, Nashville Opera, was in a room downstairs, one floor down, doing the exact same mm -hmm. thing. Mm. And if we heard someone we really loved, we would also send them down to them too, because you know, this is a this is a small world, the opera world. Mm -hmm. Sure. And yeah. so if it's you like television. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you have someone that you really, really love, you want them to be employed, yeah. whether it's gonna be with you mm -hmm. or someone else. So we listen to all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh and we uh we then I come home with the, the resumes and we I go through them and try to figure out who I want to offer a gig to. Mm -hmm. And uh usually the first or second person you offer the job to will take it. Uh, some years it's harder than that because other opera companies have offered them a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When you get down to like two or three yeah. and you're competing for the same talent, <laughs> how do you determine who wins? Well, you know, some... I think our main stage roles yeah. for some folks really oh, that, do make yeah, a difference. Sure. And yeah. the fact mm -hmm. that we're able to offer, our program is a school year long. So we're, and we provide 
a, a house, they beautiful home in South Highlands. They get a, a vehicle to drive. We yep. have a lot of wow. perks. We also have a church job that they can take advantage of but with First Presbyterian. This is just like college recruiting. Yes. <laughs> it mm -hmm. is, and I think that the fact that we've got such a great program that Steve has, has done with through the main, offering them main stage roles, mm -hmm. the beautiful home, and that's thanks to our, our donors and, and our board, and as, as well as just having a year-long program where you're not having to figure out all of your jobs in three-week increments mm -hmm. right. has really mm -hmm. makes a difference. That's, that's really, those are all very unique things mm -hmm. to our program. Yeah. You know, the pay is, is the, the pay works out to be about what the pay is for most regional opera companies. We don't pay them a lot of money, but mm -hmm. we pay them what we can afford, which for us, uh, we pay them $350 a week. The church job pays between $100 and $150 a week but all of their housing is completely taken care mm -hmm. of all the utilities mm -hmm. we give them wireless we have they have a gym pass or they can yeah. have a gym membership and we I in the early years i was really concerned about the fee because i thought we're just not paying enough mm -hmm. but then when i checked around the country to see what other companies mm -hmm. do we do really perfectly fine in fact yeah. a number of our, our resident artists the socks artists have gone on to santa fe now Santa Fe is a $38 million summer festival uh, for producing opera. Mm -hmm. That company hires about 20 uh, apprentices, mm -hmm. 20 young artists uh, when they do their season, and they all make $750 a, a mm -hmm. week. Uh, did I say a month that we paid them three hundred and something a week? You did say a week. Yeah, a week. Yeah. Okay, a week. So they pay seven <laughs> seven something a, a plus week. a gym pass. Yeah, yeah. plus <laughs> a gym pass and, and a, a really <laughs> and a nicer house than what I live in. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're paying them with opportunity. Yeah. Yes. That's they also have an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. For instance, when I was a resident artist in Miami, we got ninety dollars a week. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, th it's up a little bit. Mm -hmm. and now, are and you also giving them a coaching opportunity? Or are you yes. bringing Absolutely. that in? Or is that so my wife is a voice teacher mm -hmm. and, and a former opera singer like myself. And so once a week they can coach with her mm -hmm. and run through repertoire that they're working on. Mm -hmm. And she'll just be in here mm -hmm. to help them through that. Mm -hmm. and, and that, of course, is at no cost to them. Mm -hmm. uh, where if they were in New York, they'd be paying anywhere from 60 to $200 an hour for that, yeah. depending mm -hmm. on who they're yeah. working with. So, and We also bring in some other voice coaches and, right. and, mm -hmm. and even people that are just currently opera performers that just have experience in the biz so that these young artists have an opportunity to learn from them, ask them questions, get feedback on you know, acting, right. on singing, yeah, sure. diction. All of it. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in the age thing because you mentioned uh, a little while ago about uh, 20 to 30 is young for an opera singer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it take a certain amount of years to get to the point where you can develop, develop it, and do this? It can, and yes, generally it does. Um, and women, uh, they mature vocally sooner than men, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so their careers oftentimes start sooner mm -hmm. and end, you know, at an earlier age. Mm. Men. Uh, start a little later with their voice maturing a little later and can sing usually later. In fact, mm -hmm. we just had um, a man by the name of Greer Grimsley who is probably the world's leading baritone as far as doing Wagnerian work. Now, most people that have seen Bugs Bunny in the horns and the spear, <laughs> yeah. that's usually a, a funny take on Wagner and, and the ring mm -hmm. cycle, mm -hmm. which is a four opera production, it mm -hmm. takes four nights to do, and each opera is on average 
four and a half to five and a half hours long. Wow. And this guy that came to Shreveport just happens to be my buddy from back in the 80s, <laughs> but he has become one of the world-renowned Wagnerian bass baritones. Oh, and nice. He came to Shreveport, and they come usually every year to do master classes with our singers, but he mm -hmm. came and sang a concert with us in September to celebrate the 75th. Mm -hmm. We then saw him in New York in December when we were there doing auditions, and you open up the program at the Met, and the second line said that he had just sung in Shreveport, Louisiana for our Diamond <laughs> Jubilee concert. And nice. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, Great PR. Yeah. Seven, the 75 years you, you're talking about. So what are we doing for the 75th? I say we. We just I did mean, that big, we just did this big concert with the symphony where we mm -hmm. celebrated 75 years. We did mm -hmm. it at the Strand. It mm -hmm. was a really incredible concert, bringing in some really spectacular singers. Um, it was great because we celebrated the symphony. They were on stage and not in the pit. Yeah. We got I to see. do it at the Strand, and everyone loves the Strand. It's yeah. so beautiful. Is that where you normally do your shows? No. Uh, no. We every so often. Every so often we, we go no. to the Strand. Um, <laughs> we, we go to Riverview uh, because the city has been very, very... Very generous. Generous to the arts organizations that need to use the Strand. And, and so both the symphony and the opera have benefited mm -hmm. from their their generosity. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. makes it again, from the business standpoint, yeah. it's just a, a much better yeah. place for us to go. Uh, I'm interested in, uh, from uh, just uh, the singing standpoint, uh, how hard is opera on the vocal cords? Well, if you know how to <laughs> sing, it's not so hard. Okay. <laughs> well, like for instance, and there's a reason I ask yeah. this. I only have one functioning vocal cord. Could I be an opera singer? Yeah, well, I had a virus that destroyed the nerves that control one side. You, you could probably not yeah, be an opera that's singer. What I figured. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm actually interested in that. It's only one side function. Yeah, it was uh, weird. Uh, yeah, I was back in before I got into news. I was the sports guy and yeah. I woke up one day and I had to call two basketball games that day and I got through them. But for the next week or so, I mean, I was trying to do the uh, sports on the news and it was terrible. And this uh, vo voice coach called me and said, man, you sound awful. Come see me. I did. And she sent me to an ENT guy. He did the camera down mm -hmm. the nose thing. And the first words out of his mouth were, does that TV station you work for have a good uh, disability program? And I'm like, wow. uh, what? And wow. uh, I was out of, I, my, I was done. I couldn't for the next, I could barely talk like that. Because your voice sounds great. Yeah, it does now. Well, I, I went two, three, uh, two years, I think. Um, and uh, did all kinds of therapy and stuff, and uh, did, none of it worked. And I wound wow. up having uh, surgery up at the Mayo Clinic, and I woke up on the uh, table, recovery table, and I, I could talk again. In fact, my voice was like a half an octave lower, I think. Wow. And uh, so I w anytime somebody has vocal problems or they use their voice a lot, I'm interested in how, yeah. how it affects them. So, yeah, so I'm mean, interested in it's It's a, you know, people, uh, we sometimes have to chat with our young artists because they feel tired mm -hmm. after some rehearsals. Mm -hmm. and, well, yeah, it's a it's a workout. Like you talked about going yeah. to the gym. Well, these are muscles, and you have to get them to function mm -hmm. so that you can sing a three-hour opera. The average mm -hmm. traditional opera is about three hours long with an intermission, mm -hmm. and you have to know how to sing and pace yourself. Mm -hmm. When I was studying, um, my teacher would would say, "Look, you just." you've only got a dollar to spend for the whole opera and you just spent 90 cents on the on the one song you sing <laughs> in this <laughs> but you've got two hours to go yeah so you've yeah. got to learn how to how to pace yourself and that's another good thing that this program does these kids going out every day to schools 
and performing a, a little 30-minute opera that we, we write mm -hmm. in-house. And I have some composer friends that composes them, but they go out and like, this year they're doing one about anti-bullying called Stop Bully. They are also doing one called Leo the Lion Lion uh, about lying and cheating. Nice. And, and yeah. so they go into the schools with these messages and they sing for 30 minutes. In English. In English. <laughs> and they may- Not Italian. <laughs> they may not ever even mm. realize, our young artists may not realize how much uh, they're actually learning mm -hmm. until a few years down the road. When, when I mean, one of our one of our singers has now been on uh, America's Got Talent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had something where the singers would sing, but the judges' pictures were up on stage, looking like they were actually singing. Oh, okay. Mm. And um, that was this gig. But one of them was our our former resident artist John Risen. Nice. And uh, John called me after he'd been gone for about a year, and he just said, man, I didn't realize it. While I was doing all of that outreach into those schools, mm -hmm. singing at eight in the morning and nine in the morning, yeah. day in, day out, how much that taught me about being a performer. Yeah. Like I can sure. perform yeah. on the spot now. It's 7.30 a.m. Yeah. Jennifer, talk us about the business side of this thing and what it takes to put on a show and how you uh, attract the audience and, and, and how, the, how the shows are received. Oh, good questions. Um, as far as He's attracting- a pro. He's not just a pretty voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, half a voice, but yeah. <laughs> the, the marketing is always a challenge, so thank you for inviting us on a show like this. I sure. always say that the people that you know are tapped into the arts community or in the schools, those folks do know about us. And we do have the attitude a little bit of, you know, if you're looking for something to do, you'll find the opera company eventually. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, we do have to be kind of careful with our very limited marketing budget in terms of just, we don't have the capability to blanket the town with billboards and newspaper ads and Facebook ads and mm -hmm. things like that. But we try to target it as best we can to you know let folks know. And really, I think the past few years, we've been trying to invest in the audience that we do have a lot to you know get them to come and bring friends and, and kind of do the word of mouth mm -hmm. a little bit there to get even deeper relationships with the people we have. Um, you know, everybody wants the young audience, millennials and and um, it's not that we don't want them, we absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But admittedly, you know, it's, the it's market, the, it's you know, the marketing is a challenge. So, you know, in an effort to do that, we've tried to do some shorter English only operas that we do. Um, we've been doing them at the Catholic Center lately. So we do it mm -hmm. in a small venue. Um, the whole run time is usually not longer than 90 minutes so that it's kind of quick. It's a, you know, just general admission ticket price flat rate, 25 or 30, 25 to $35. And they come in, they get exposed to opera. It's in English. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of That's important, easy right? to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. English, uh, you know, the fact that we sing in a foreign language frightens folks for sure. The idea that opera is <laughs> going to be long, that it's going to be boring, you know, and it's none of those things, yeah, honestly. Right. Opera is violent and dramatic and I mean boring is anything but but it's just so funny to me that you know people have this stereotype of opera being boring, boring. Yeah. Yeah. and we try really hard to 
you know, introduce people in small ways to opera. And I think one of the ways that we've been doing it through the SOX program is, you know, starting with some of these yeah. kids in school, sure. yeah. you know, and then when they're 25 years old and they're looking for just something cool to do on a Friday night, you know, date night or something, and we've right. got a production coming up, they're kind of like, hey, you know, I remember seeing them in school and that was kind of fun, let's go. And it's at a ticket Good. price they can afford. And so hopefully we're kind of doing something opera for all ages and, you know, yeah. Uh, bringing them along with us. You're fighting the perception that it's kind of highbrow? Oh, yeah. I, I, that's always been been there. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's always been there. I always talk to folks when I'm doing an outreach talk to, to adults and, and kids. Yeah. I, I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. Again, not the mecca of opera <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And, no. and we didn't grow up with, with opera. Mm -hmm. We didn't grow up with, with, I mean, we had music, but we didn't grow up with, I didn't take a voice lesson until I was in college. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know about opera until I was in one. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd never been to one until I was actually in one. So I, I think if, for me, getting people in the door is the most important part of it. And not mm -hmm. getting them in the door, like we, if you are not in our database yeah. and you want to attend the opera and give us a call, we'll give you your first two tickets because we want you to yeah, come in. Sure. And we're not gonna put you in the mm -hmm. last row at the top of the balcony. Yeah. We're gonna give you decent seats yep. so that you have a really good um, experience. A good experience, yeah. yeah. Yes. First yeah. one's free, Jeff. Yeah. I've seen yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> I'll be there. The <laughs> other thing is, it's just like a movie. Every one of us have gone to movies yeah. that we hated, but it didn't keep us from going back, back to the to movie. Back to another one. True. Mm -hmm. yeah. But people will go to the opera and say, oh, I hated it. It was awful. But maybe they went to a really horrible opera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got operas that I hate. <laughs> I was in operas that I hate. <laughs> you know, so. I get name, name one that you hate. Come on. <laughs> All right. I did a world premiere piece about Patty Hearst called Tanya. Oh, my. And it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> it was just and horrible. it's going back away yeah, too. yeah it was horrible yeah. i did you've it never the heard of it for a reason yeah. so. it was awful so, so steve I went, I went to your linkedin page yes and your about me section said that you are uh you really want to make people understand that opera is not really what they think it's about and yes. you're really in really excited about educating kids about the importance of yeah. arts yes so talk a little bit about that well you know i think that that in the U.S., we are not brought up understanding classical music at all. We're not uh, we're not brought up to understand yeah. opera. We're not un up brought up to understand the symphony, and the symphony innately is always going to be easier to understand mm -hmm. because you go in, you listen to beautiful music, and you don't have to know the history yeah. or anything else, and you could just sit and enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's less of an expectation or on the audience member. Right, and mm -hmm. in the opera, as I've learned, because again, when I got into this, I knew nothing about it, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like- Where did you get into it at? So I was a college student in Anchorage. Okay. They were doing a little opera in English called A Mall and the Night Visitors. It's, it's a Christmas opera. Mm -hmm. And I was in the chorus, and the, the baritone lead in that got sick. And my professor was running the opera company that, that ran the music department. And she called me up, and we were two weeks before this show was going to open, and said, I think you can learn this. I was 18 years old. Hmm. Said, I think you can learn this and do it. And, uh, and I thought, man, I'm singing with the big boys of Anchorage. <laughs> and yeah. I did it, and yeah. I didn't even realize it was an opera. I thought it was musical theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she yeah, said, no. kind of is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was English, yeah. it was music. 
Yeah. And uh, and that's that's where it kind of clicked for me. Yeah. I thought, wow, this is really no different than any other musical theater piece. Hey, we're down to our final 90 seconds for both of you. Who, uh, wh what, what final message would you like to leave to folks? I think, you know, call us up and don't yeah. be afraid of the opera. Yeah. That's really my Opera's message. For, it's for everybody. It is. It's for everybody and we're a lot of fun. Yeah. We're and, not. and if a person wants to try an opera, try it out. Where, where do we start um, going to opera? Shreveportopera.org or Call us, 227-9503. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Say Call that, ahead, you'll the, give a tour. Say the number again. 227-9503. All right, and ask your question again. Yeah, uh, call ahead. I think I saw somewhere where you said, Call ahead. We'll give you a tour anytime. You have a small crew, but if we'll make a uh, schedule after a show, appointment. After yeah. a show, we can bring you backstage mm -hmm. and you can oh, meet. Oh, okay. And we'll, no, that's nice. Absolutely. We'll tour that. Yeah. 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 Are all the singers normally pretty ha uh, happy to talk to the audience? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. It's a it's nice group. It's a really yeah. nice and approachable group of folks. They're, they're nice. Even the ones we bring in from out of yeah. town just for a, a big opera, they're, they're always nice. I mean, they're regular people, I don't too. Bring in, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to bring in a bunch of people we don't yeah. like. Yeah. No brown M&Ms in that's the dressing right, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. What? Green. <laughs> yeah. green. I'm sorry. I don't that know what went over my head. Yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a color people don't eat. At yeah. all. I thought it was green. Okay. I, I, I <laughs> eat them all. So we I, learned uh, a lot, though, didn't we, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Listen, thank you, guys. We really oh, appreciate right. you being with us. Thank you. And uh, first two tickets are free, right? Absolutely. Yep. First two tickets we'll are free. We'll get you hooked. All right. The Shreveport Opera House. I think we've all learned a lot today, haven't you? I have. All right. Well, I know I have because I knew nothing to begin with, so I couldn't fail to learn something. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Shreveport Bozier, or Good to Know Shreveport Bozier. Appreciate you being with us. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Have a good one, everybody. Mm -hmm.